it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It's Monday. You know what that means. It's time for another Raw review. This for your February 1st, 2021. The day after the Rumble. What a great Rumble that was, too. Sam and I will get more in-depth with that during our normal above the ring episode that will come out this friday so please stay tuned for that but tonight tonight we're going to talk about something that hasn't happened in quite a long time ladies and gentlemen we had a good monday night raw i i mean what it's I don't even remember the last time I can honestly say that. It's been a it's been a hot minute. It's been it's been a while. But I'm glad that this happened. We had an official debut. We had a return, another return from the Rumble. Good pacing show. Didn't feel like three hours at all. It was great. Real happy with it. I, I hope that this is just the beginning. And, uh, yeah, let's just get right into it. Lots of fun stuff happened tonight, including including some L's handed out to my favorite, favorite, favorite boys over at Know the Ropes. They know what I'm talking about, and they're hating it, and it's great. <laughs> So, we start off with our WWE champion, Drew McIntyre. Yes, that's right. Drew McIntyre defeating Goldberg at the Rumble. Thank the Lord. (laughs) And the man comes out, starts talking about, you know, the Rumble match and everything else, and doesn't get too much out. And then uh, our men's Royal Rumble winner, Edge, comes out to the ring. Basically tells Drew he's pretty much an idiot for not attacking, you know, Edge the moment he gets in the ring. And Drew's like, well, maybe that's how an opportunist does it. 
But that's not how Drew McIntyre does it. And, you know, honestly, Edge pretty much has a point here. (laughs) I get it. Drew wants to be an, an upstanding champ. He wants to, you know, prove a point. But, you know, just because Edge is a tad bit older doesn't mean he's any less dangerous. So, maybe it was a bad move. But, before we can really get too much deeper into this, Sheamus starts coming out. Basically, just starts belittling Edge. Trying to pick a fight with him. Drew pretty much tells Sheamus, it's alright, bro, I got this, we're fine. Edge pretty much has a parting, parting shot, basically saying, I don't care who I challenge. For the W uh, for the championship at, at WrestleMania, I'm walking out as champion. Goes to leave. Drew does his you know obligatory title raise. Like ah, I'm tired. I'm the champion. And then turns around and well, what we've all asked for finally happened. Sheamus dropping the champ. Big bro kick. We find out later on in the night that we are going to have Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus at some point. I'm assuming Fastlane, because that'll be the first pay-per-view once Peacock takes over from the WWE Network. So you got to give him a good match, a good main event. So I'm ready. I'm ready. We'll see what happens after that. So. After that, we get to our opening contest, which is for the United States Championship. Riddle getting yet another opportunity to take on Lashley. And, well, this match was something. (laughs) Um, Lashley pretty much assaulting Riddle, which I'm sure to some people that would be a good thing. But Riddle is caught up in the ropes. Lashley slaps in the hurt lock and will not let go. Ref counts to five. DQs Lashley. Lashley don't care. Basically just throws him out of the ring and just proceeds to just slap that hold on to him and just will not let go. (laughs) Probably a good three, four minutes of Lashley just ragdolling Riddle. And even MVP couldn't stop him. So that's when you know there's going to be a little bit of a problem if MVP can't even, you know, rein in his boy. So while I'm watching all this happen, I'm thinking to myself, we're getting the walking Armageddon back, aren't we? Now, those of you who don't remember Bobby Lashley's run in. TNA. His gimmick was the walking Armageddon, and he certainly was. Pretty much just destroyed everybody in his path for quite a while. Now, if we're going to get even a glimmer of that here, well done, boys. Well done. I am excited, and I hope that this is just the beginning. Also, if you want to look at it, MVP's got a little bit of work to do. He's got to rein in his boys. <laughs> because, you know, we got Cedric on one end, 
just kind of going crazy. Shelton Benjamin fighting with Cedric, which obviously isn't making that work well. And now Lashley just kind of going off hinges. Business might be booming, but if they don't watch themselves, her business themselves or might implode. <laughs> After that, we get a nice, nice hatred promo from Randy Orton towards Edge, basically stating that Edge made him out to look like a liar because Randy sent Edge home, essentially, after their match way back when, I believe it was Backlash, I think they said, and sent them home with those injuries to be a husband, to be a father, and not to come back to WWE. Well, Edge not only came back, he came back in the Rumble, started at number one, ran the table all the way to number 30. Pretty much the man's back. <laughs> Nothing you can really say about it. So Randy decides that he wants to make sure that it just doesn't make it to Mania and that he, once and for all, is going to put Randy down. Uh, put, well, put Randy down. <laughs> put foreshadowing folks <laughs> to put edge down for good so we move on from there and we <laughs> it's kind of like we have like a best of five series going on here between xavier woods and members of retribution <laughs> um big uh, awesome uh tonight because kofi was back in woods's corner Woods now taking on uh, Mustafa Ali. And surprisingly enough to some people, but to Woods, I kind of had a sneaking suspicion this was going to happen. Woods ends up getting the pin. We had tied at 2-2. And then they jokingly said, or at least Woods posted later, looks like I'll be re uh, wrestling – Reckoning next to settle this, you know, best of five. And uh, Reckoning obviously was like, yeah, give me Woods. I'm ready to go. And I'm just like, all right, um, we want some intergender wrestling. Give me. <laughs> Will it happen? Probably not. But still, nonetheless, let's see what happens next week. So up next, we have Ms. TV uh, with Special guest, Bad Bunny, who uh, performed at the Rumble. Now, we won't get into it too much, but throughout WWE's history of the bigger events, they've had musical guests on who you know do a couple songs or one song or whatnot. And to me, I don't know. I never – I wasn't a big fan. I'll just put it that way. Um, I always just prefer if I'm ever a wrestling match, give me some wrestling, something you know, wrestling related, like a back, you know, backstage thing or something. Just, I don't know. I never really like the whole, you know, musical performance on a show. But that's just my opinion. I mean, everybody else is obviously you're entitled to your own opinion. Just for me, I'm just like, man, whatever. 
And, you know, I am actually one of those people who had no idea who Bad Bunny was. Um, I'm an oldies guy. I listen to oldies music. You know, the true oldies, like 60s, 70s, 80s. Not like what people consider oldies now, like 90s and early 2000s, which really dates me, but uh, I digress. <laughs> so, <clears throat> had no idea that Bad Bunny was the number one streamed artist of 2020. Guess I live under a rock. It's all right. It, you know, it's, I'm happy under my rock, apparently. <laughs> um, but Bad Bunny didn't come alone. Obviously, if you watch the Rumble, you know that there were some issues between Miz Morrison and Bad Bunny. Miz Morrison wanted to do a, like, a collaboration. Bad Bunny like, nah, I'm good, thanks. Obviously, that slighted Miz and Morrison. So that kind of bled into tonight. And Bad Bunny pretty much just wasn't having it. And invites a friend to come down to the ring. And this is where we get our first debut of the night. Damien Priest, ladies and gentlemen, has arrived on Monday Night Raw. Basically just gets in the ring. Pops, Miz. We go to break. We come back. We got ourselves a match. Damian Priest in his first match on Raw gets Miz, gets the win. Things are good. So it's a hot start for, for Damian Priest. So naturally, the internet was ablaze because they were A, excited for Damian Priest to be there, and then B, worried and scared that the main roster was going to ruin him. Well, Valid. <laughs> Main roster creative hasn't exactly had the best average with NXT talent. We'll see what happens. So far, so good. Don't really know where they're going to go with his whole gimmick. Part of me really doesn't even know what his gimmick is. I mean, he was kind of a playboy and the beginning of NXT and then kind of ditched the girls and just kind of was, I don't know, just himself. So if that continues, great. They If it slowly changes it to something that works, then even better. We'll see what happens. Sky's the limit with this guy. So I look forward to it. He definitely deserves it. He's definitely busted his behind to get there. So congratulations, Damien. I look forward to watching more. Every single Monday. After that, we moved on to our second title match of the night. It was for the Raw Tag Team Championships as Hurt Business took on and defeated Lucha House Party. Now, this match, real good. I appreciate the fact that they're actually giving Lucha House Party some time in, you know, in the in the sun to really kind of show off. A little bit and it's it's they're doing real good with them i appreciate it and you know while they didn't pick up the victory they look good in defeat and her business kind of seems like they're on the same page a little bit of issue at the end of the match cedric looked like he was getting ready to put put the match away cedric tagged himself in instead i'm sorry sheldon tagged himself in instead 
he ends up getting the win. So a little bit of unfinished business, no pun intended, uh, left with Cedric and Shelton. So we'll see what happens going forward from there. After that, we had a triple threat women's tag team number one contendership match. After Lacey Evans and Rick Flair cost Charlotte and Oscar the women's tag titles last night on the Royal Rumble kickoff show, well, we're going to do something to try to get some, some new blood in there. So it was Charlotte and Oscar versus Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke and the brand new tag team of Naomi, who returned last night at the Rumble, and Lana, who also returned at the Rumble. So, obviously, if you first look at Lana and Naomi, you're kind of like, interesting. Kind of wonder why they're tagged together. But they had this nice little promo video before the match. Basically, Lana talking about, you know, being forced to, you know, be put to the side due to injury because of Nia Jax and Sheila Baszler. She's tired of it. She wants to come in. And she wants to win those tag team titles. And she has herself... A partner who might know a thing about that. Naomi basically saying the same thing. She knows what it's like to be forced on the sidelines watching. Now, her and Lana seem to have a pretty good bond. And uh, they're going to challenge for those uh, for those titles. Because, yes, Naomi and Lana won this matchup. Not only did they do that, Naomi pinned Asuka because... Once again, Ric Flair and Lacey Evans appeared. Charlotte at least did the smart thing and tagged herself out. Unfortunately, after that, she basically left Asuka high and dry, causing Naomi to get the win. Now, before this match even started, Asuka essentially warned Charlotte not to let what happened at the Rumble happen on Raw. Well, that didn't exactly work. So, you could feel the tension during that promo, and I'm now fully waiting for Asuka to turn on Charlotte. And I want myself a heel Asuka, especially as women's champion. Just let her go out there with the, with the horror terror paint mask and just, just run rampant through Mania. Just... Oh, please, just do it. But we'll see. We'll see. After that, we had yet another return, as it was Jeff Hardy and the returning Carlito, or as I like to call him now, Swolito, because, my God, this man has bulked up, and he is now weighing in at 240 pounds. Now, if you remember Carlito from the early to mid-2000s, the man was, he was larger than a cruiserweight, but he wasn't 240, and he wasn't jacked. <laughs> this man, <clears throat> Sans Apple, looked incredible, and I am so happy that he's back. I have been a huge Carlito fan since he arrived. Fun fact, Carlito's first original shirt is the first WWE merchandise that I ever bought. So, 
that's how far back my fanhood of him has gone. So they get the big victory tonight over Elias Jackson Riker. And it's funny because back in the mid-2000s, Jeff Hardy and Carlito used to feud, I believe it was over the Intercontinental Championship. So obviously it's nice to see they have some history as enemies. Now they seem to have some history as partners. So this works. I like it. I like to see it. I hope Carlito sticks around. I hope they do sign him to a deal. And I hope that he gets a title one. I, I mean, honestly, something. Give him another belt. I mean, I know that he had his issues when he was younger. I don't know if it was just because he was younger and, you know, no offense to young people, but sometimes they don't make the smartest decisions because they don't know anybody. It's all right. It happens. We all go through it. Hopefully now that he's older, much wiser, I'm sure, and hopefully he's able to get himself a, a some type of title down the road. After that, we ended up with another interesting match between Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Now, it's, number one, nice to see Nikki Cross back on television because she's essentially disappeared ever since her last feud with Miss Bliss happened. And... <clears throat> The fun part about this whole thing is that we're continuing to see the growing character of Alexa Bliss. And she once again went back to the whole two, you know, 2019, 2020 Alexa Bliss, where she had her her in-ring gear on again and you know, had she had her straight hair and uh, um basically just you know getting ready to uh wrestle her best friend again. She even did the whole Bliss, Cro Bliss Cross applesauce, and I was just like, oh, man, don't bring that back. <laughs> so, obviously, this time Nikki was smarter, didn't fall for it, and kept fighting, and Bliss ended up turning back to her Alexis Playhouse um, Get up. I couldn't find any enabled video skills that can do that. Yes, yes. I know. To manage your My echo. And devices. This always happens. <laughs> but anyways, like I was saying before I was so rudely interrupted, Miss Bliss ends up changing back to her playhouse outfit and goes and defeats Nikki. Funny enough, she ends up changing or adjusting the Sister Abigail to a certain type of positioning that I think somebody used to dream about. I don't know. I have no memory of it. But I don't know. We'll see. Whatever. So she has got a new variation of the Sister Abigail, and uh, it looks pretty swell. Gets the win. And funny enough, when this uh, Bliss is trying to walk up the ramp, Randy's music hits. And obviously we know what's going on between those two. They get about halfway up the ramp. Randy's just looking forward 
not looking at anything. And this plus is basically got daggers digging into his face. <laughs> and I also want to say, you know, these doctors with these miracle cures on Randy's face, how it was, you know, two weeks ago in a big mask, and last week it was severely burned, and then at the Rumble he was perfectly fine, and tonight same as well. It's like, oh, wow, Randy's skin must be amazing. The healing powers must be part Wolverine. So we go to our main event. Edge and Randy. Another fantastic match. The fun part happens. Tail end of this match. Randy hits Edge with the DDT off the ropes. Gets ready to go in for the RKO. And then all of a sudden, you start hearing this twisted... Jingle, and I'm just like, uh oh, <laughs> playtime's back. And sure enough, we have Miss Bliss sitting on top of one of the posts, and she just starts smiling, and then blood just kind of trickles out of her, out of her face, and out of her mouth, down her chin, all over her front. She's just smiling at Randy. Randy's like, what? Turns around, boom! He eats a spear. One, two, three. Edge puts Randy away. That feud is finally over. And Edge now moves on to his road to WrestleMania. We still don't know who he's going to pick for a champion. I'm pretty sure we're not going to find out until past fast lane, which is fine. I like it that way. Keep a little bit of mystery going. But... Like I said, this was a really good Raw. The best and uh, easily the best of this year. Probably the best of the last few months. And I really hope, like I said, this is a continuation of it. Great flow to the show. And I just want it to continue. So, guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter, media underscore Bedlam. You can find us on Facebook and on YouTube as Bedlam Media. Find us on Instagram as Bedlam Media Official. We're on pretty much every single podcast platform out there. If there's one that you listen to that we're not a part of, please let us know. Tweet to us. Comment on one of our Facebook posts, Instagram posts. Let us know. And we will make sure we get ourselves on there as well. And then that way, when you're doing your one-stop shop for your, all your podcast needs, then the media will be part of it. So, like I said, great Raw tonight. I'd give it a B. Probably my highest grade in a long time when it came to Raw. So, again, my name is Scott. I'm the man behind the Twitter about the media. Thank you so much for listening. Most importantly, please do not forget to join the Bedlam. Good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, 
a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.